Welcome to Game Talk Radio. Your hosts, Greg and Jen, bringing you their take on this week's hottest gaming news. Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, this is Game Talk Radio, episode 12. 12. After a two-week hiatus. Yes. For the holidays, which I think was fine. Yeah. I was a little nervous about it. You know, I like doing it every week. I mean, we probably disappoint at least two to three million of our fans <laughs> um, by not having an episode. But it was a good holiday, so um, we had a fun one. You got to take a special trip. Yes, I went to Europe to that visit awesome. my, my little sister who's studying in the UK and stayed with her boyfriend's family who treated me very nicely. What? I felt like one of the family, so that was awesome. That was uh, that sounds like that was fun. So is is Christmas in Europe everything you imagine it to be? Well, it is. Plus, I got to open a Christmas cracker, which was probably the one of the best parts. And I got to see my first rugby game. That I'm more jealous of, mm-hmm. I think, than anything, because I think that'd be awesome. It was really cool and Sorry. really cold. It well, it wasn't that cold. It was cold, <laughs> but not as cold as it is here, with a wind chill of negative twenty yeah. degrees. Yeah, is that what it was today? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. But like a legitimate low of negative four, like not wind Oof. chill. That's actual temperature. Yikes. So um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, so we hope everybody else had a great holiday season, uh, whatever you celebrate, and I hope everyone's enjoying the new year as we as we crack it open here with the first episode of Game Talk Radio of 2017. 2017. And, you know, I guess it's it's been kind of a light news week, honestly, but there's yeah. been a couple cool things, and we're going to we're gonna go through a few topics, and at the end, uh, we're going to talk about some top-selling games on Steam, and then we're going to roll into what I thought some of the best games were of the year. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to be it. And then we'll see you next week, as always. So, um, But to start it off... Yes. So... Double Dragon is back. Wait a minute. So, now, look at the trailer there. It said 30th anniversary, right? Yes. So they're celebrating their 30th anniversary. Yeah, unlike... Unlike Konami, Konami and Castlevania. Bastards. That just don't care about it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, cool. Right. So what they're doing is on January 20th of this year... It, they're going to release on PlayStation 4 and Steam, Double Dragon 4. Double Dragon 4, <clears throat> which is incredibly confusing <laughs> because... There's a, there's a Double Dragon 5 already. There's said. already a Double Dragon 5 that came out like 20 years ago. <laughs> um, so let's break it down. So there's Double Dragon 1, 2, and 3 for the regular Nintendo. Which of I course, played. arcade and just of this stuff. Yeah. Double Dragon 3 is actually one of my personal favorite games. I have... Only number two in my collection at the moment, but I need a Double Dragon 3 oh. for my collection. So that's still very highly coveted on the list. Um, and so, Double Dragon 1, 2, 3. Then, in the 90s, if anyone remembers, we got this really crappy Double Dragon cartoon. It was really bad. We got the movie, too, if anybody mm-hmm. remembers the movie. But mm-hmm. um, a little less crappy than the movie, but much crappier than the games, was the Double Dragon cartoon. So then, on the Super Nintendo... Uh, in the Sega Genesis, uh, we got Double Dragon 5. So I don't know where they came up with that numbering or naming system, and it was a fighting game. So like Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, it was just a one-on-one fighting game. And I guess for what it was, it was okay. I'm not quite sure why they were doing that, because the Turtles had a fighting game called Tournament Fighters 2 around the same time, and you kind of wonder what the trend was where all the big franchises were making fighting games out of their games, but, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, it's like any sort of trend. Like, there was that summer where every 
movie was about magicians in Victorian times. There, there was there was the magician there was the magician <laughs> trend. There was um, even going back further. There was like the meteor trend where there was like yes. Armageddon and Deep Impact, mm-hmm. and then there was like there's the um, the movie trend where it's a natural disaster, or whatever. So there's like the one where Tommy Whister. Lee Jones. Remember Tommy Jones was, like, going on the mountain like a volcano, right? Wasn't there one? Joe versus the volcano? No. Oh, goodness, no. (laughs) (laughs) But whatever it was. So, yeah, so I guess, you know, whatever was hot. Games are like that, too, then. Oh, very much so, yeah. They they follow the trends. Uh, And so then Double Dragon 5 came out, and, you know, then it went silent for a while. There were a few, like... Game Boy Advance had, like, a reboot and some other... Or, like, a, a remake on it and stuff. And then... For download on PlayStation 3 and X, I think it was on Xbox Live as well, but I played on PlayStation 3, they made a game called Double Dragon Neon. Neon. And it was kind of like, it was hand-drawn, it was a beat-em-up, it was in the right vein of style, but unfortunately they gave it this really cartoony look, and it was really wacky over the top. Like, they were trying to really embrace the neon, like the 80s and all that sort of stuff. yeah, it sounds very 80s. And um, the soundtrack, amazing. It took all the original Double Dragon music, they remixed it, and it was really good. But the gameplay itself, I was just kind of, eh. Uh, it was just, it was really weird. Like, the first level, you're beating up dudes in the street, and then literally you take a, a rocket, like, into space, and you're fighting. It was just, it got crazy and stupid real fast. Hmm. So then it just kind of went silent. Um, so Axis Games, uh, which makes, like, guilt, publishes Guilty Gear and stuff like that, they have now uh, taken over the rights to Double Dragon. I guess they bought the rights to it, or maybe they just paid for the rights to make a game uh, from the Double Dragon owners, whoever that might be, if they aren't the owners. And so they decided to bring it back. Right. And it seems like they're bringing it back. NES 8-bit style. NES 8-bit. So it looks... Which I, I like. I do, too. I love it. It looks identical to Double Dragon 2, which is really cool. So it's got this classic look to it. And then some of the things you notice, there's a trailer we're kind of watching here as we talk about it. Um, you'll, you're able to juggle people with the combos, right? So, like, you hit a guy and he's in the air. If another guy does a move, he hits him again. Ah. So it looks really cool. So they're taking this old look and this old formula, and then they're really spicing it up. So I always liked those guys with the mop top. It's <laughs> like, how do they even fight? They can't see me. Hmm. Mop tops. I was like the Abobos. You know, they're just big hulking monstrosities with gigantic heads. I liked those too. Like, that's the one Yeah, the nemesis. mop top guys there. See, I always thought those were women. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, spiky-haired guy. You know. But they're but they're doing it at NES style, which I am excited for because that was the Double mm-hmm. Dragon that I played. And, I mean, obviously nostalgia's hot right now. Everybody's going back and everyone's going looking for classic art styles, classic gameplay styles of stuff. But it's cool. I'm okay yeah. with this. I'm okay with a good game being kind of redone. Along the same veins of River City Ransom is coming back. Uh, with River City Ransom Underground, which they're working on. It was a Kickstarter I did years ago, so that hopefully will come out sometime soon. So it's interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. Even the there's action figures that NECA is making where they're like, they're the old Nintendo versions of a figure. So they did like a Batman, but he looks like the Nintendo version of Batman. was all purple and black. Yeah. It's kind of funny. So on January 20th, if you have 800 yen, yeah. you can purchase it on Steam or PlayStation 4. Yeah. Or about seven so, US dollars. So it, it does it say does it say when it's coming out in the US? It just says it's available for PlayStation Four and Steam on January twentieth. Right. It doesn't say anything. It's about... It's going to be available. Okay, it doesn't say anything about states. Well, okay. Well, hopefully we get it right away too. But that's awesome. I would assume they wouldn't do an article about it if it wasn't coming exactly. out. Exactly. So. Speaking of nostalgia <laughs> and such, nice, nice segue, hey, babe. Thank you. A brand new uh, Blizzard. 
is talking about this. A brand new unofficial vanilla World of Warcraft server launches uh, this Saturday. So I don't know if we ever talked about this on the podcast. I know you and I we talked might about this. not have. But if we haven't, to catch everybody up. So some people did some back-end coding and basically have a free version of World of Warcraft that you can, you basically use, I believe use your current World of Warcraft client. This is how I did it a long, long time ago when you wanted to play on hack servers. You had to adjust some file in your World of Warcraft folder and it would basically have you connect to a different server. Mm -hmm. And so you tricked it into connecting to this other server. And so the idea here, though, is that they've redone, they've they've rewound the game back to its original state, which a lot of people call vanilla WoW. I personally don't like that because I... I don't. It makes it seem like it's easy or nerfed. Yeah, well, like, just the idea of vanilla is, like, like I, I could see if someone wanted to use the word vanilla to be, like, plain, mm-hmm. but they're using the term vanilla like it's basic. And I don't yeah. think vanilla is basic. Vanilla is actually quite a complex flavor, but I just always thought that was kind of like simple. Yeah, you're right. Like to me, vanilla shouldn't be like the first iteration of something. It's almost like the building block. I don't know. But anyway, who cares? That's what people call it. Right. I mean, it's used in other applications, not in game development or in, in, in this way. But to me, vanilla seems like plain, like you said, plain Jane, nerfed, not very complex. And to me, like the first iteration, because World of Warcraft's been around since the early 2000s, what, 2004? 2004, yep. And it launched, and I mean, that's 12 years, or 13 years, I can do math now, of patches and different updates to the gameplay, even just the level cap. Yeah, and quite frankly, there a lot of them are fixes. You know, the the community had issues with things. They're, I mean, Blizzard's known for balancing, so, you know, they take even games like Diablo 2 and Diablo 3, they're always changing things because this class is too powerful or this class is too... You know, they're always mixing and matching and changing things. So they took... You know, they've been improving the game, essentially, over the last 12 years, and these guys... This was a project that was actually... If we didn't talk about this before, these guys had this project going on last year, and it was going up until about, I think, April... And they got a cease and desist letter from Blizzard. So Blizzard's protecting their intellectual right. property. I think earlier I said that Blizzard was talking about it, and it's actually, it's not Blizzard sanctioned. Right. So at any point, this thing could be shut down. Right. And so originally what happened was, and there's there's a really notorious clip on the internet. I, I wish I could, I wish I'd queued it up so you Lee could hear Roy it. Leroy Jenkins? No, no. But that's a great video. <laughs> no, but it was, it was basically they were at BlizzCon, and someone in the audience said, why won't? Why don't you guys consider just having one or two servers, which is just the original World of Warcraft with no mm-hmm. expansions or anything? You know, just just have a server where it, they're called legacy servers or something sure. like. Why you know why? And the guy on stage, I don't know actually know if it was Metzen or who it was, but one of them stood up and was like, "You don't want that." He looks the customer. He looks the customer dead in the face. He goes, "You don't want that." He's like, "Believe me, you think you do, but you don't." And so that's just really. That's really annoying to me. Like, like he, this person clearly does want that, mm-hmm. you know. And and there was something really arrogant that, although I think it might be true a little bit, um, Vince McMahon, so the head of WWE, he said one time, "You don't give people what they want; you give people what they think they want." Ah. And so you know, he was like, "You can't always give people what they want because then you don't have a good show. Sometimes you have to take things away and then give them back." He's like, "That's what makes a great show." So I always thought that was an interesting take on it, and I feel like that kind of applies here. So these guys, you know, they, after hearing that, I mean, that's such an arrogant statement to me. That That's the epitome of not listening to your customers. And I know what it was. Like the guy on stage thought he was making kind of a 
quip. He was kind of like, hey, I'm being cool. Like, you think, I promise you don't want... But this person was legitimately saying, we do want it. Mm -hmm. And on these servers, at their height, they had 150,000 people playing on Well, and I'm thinking about it from a purely developmental perspective, because if you have two legacy servers... Now, right now, Blizzard, all the servers are running all the code... And when they make an update, they push the update to everybody, and then nobody has to worry about it. Mm -hmm. But when you have... Now you're asking them to support two different systems, which could be potentially a nightmare for Blizzard, because now they have to have a separate team that's just a legacy, and why are we supporting legacy stuff? Okay, because, see, and that's fair. Maybe they have to have a separate help team or tech team that's right. connected to different... It's you know, okay, still going to have issues. Enough. They're still going to get help desk requests. They're still going to get people complaining and you know moaning sure. about something not working. So I think from their perspective, they don't want to do it, but it's more... Like I get that, get where people are coming from from a customer perspective, but I'm yeah provi providing kind of a developmental. And perspective. that does make sense to me. Like I can see where they look at it and go, "Look, if we do legacy servers, people aren't going to re-sign up to World of Warcraft just to play it. People who already sign up might play it. Right. So they may they probably look at it like it's more cost. There's more risk, no reward. Uh, sort of when it comes to cost analysis and stuff like that. So. You know, so anyway, so back in April, these guys got shut down because, you know, but what was really cool is at the time, Blizzard had reached out to them and said, hey, you know, let's let's have a meeting. And apparently, I think they got invited to Blizzard headquarters and they mm -hmm. had to sit down with them and they were like, hey, talk to us about these legacy servers. Personally, I think it was PR on Blizzard's part where they were just like, hey, let's invite these guys so we don't look like total, like, jerks, jerks, when, <laughs> you know, uh, because we're going to shut their project down. And, um... So they did that, and then there was some, you know, basically they felt like there, there were talks going in the right direction. Like they were asking them questions about how would they like a legacy, stuff like that. So then all of a sudden, the way that these guys make it sound was that Blizzard just completely cut off after that. Like there was no talk, there was people weren't responding to emails anymore, people they had talked to, stuff like that. So then they had kind of put their own deadline up and said, look, if by BlizzCon of 2016, if you don't explain or announce that you're going to do these legacy servers or talk about the fact that you're going to do them, then we're going to bring our server back. Mm -hmm. And so BlizzCon came and went. There wasn't even a mention of it. They had a whole bunch of other stuff going on. And so these guys made good on their promise. Right. And they uh, now the part I don't like about these guys, because I, I do appreciate their enthusiasm for the original product. However, they made a trailer, which um, it's kind of arrogant. And they make some really uh, egregious kind of statements here, talking about how, you know, the... The, something about like they can't keep the little guys down oh, and like geez. and like like basically it was it was almost sounding like Blizzard's the bad guy and and you know have a chance to be you know reborn on a on a server you know where Blizzard doesn't have control you know and blah blah blah. But you're playing Blizzard's game. I mean that's yes. just kind of a crummy move by by them. And again, I really do think that a lot of it. It's coming from whoever the head of it is. You know, in their perspective, they've moved way past this in all the expansions that they've done. Now, I started playing with Burning Crusade. So I was, so it was like 2006, 2007. And there had already been expansions out. I didn't play mm -hmm. vanilla wow so i don't know what it was like and i only have the experience that i that i do but 
there's so many great updates that they've made right. in the time because there was a large gap of time when I didn't play. And then when I logged back in or signed up, created a new character, so much like changed. Like when we played for, right before Legion, you're talking right. about. Right. Mm-hmm. That it was just so different. It was great changes. It was better animation. It was better storyline stuff, especially with Legion storyline coming out. But from Blizzard's perspective, They've moved so far past that that they don't even see that as being worth their time, probably. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And and like you said, it's logistically, it's probably going to be a nightmare. Like, it's not just as simple as setting up a server with old rules on it. And it's also a know? slippery slope, because what's stopping it from people getting up in arms and saying, well, I want to only play up until Burning Crusade. Right, and I only want to um, play up until Wrath. Wrath yeah. was the best. And, oh, uh, Pandaria? Oh, uh, please, <laughs> let's get that. So now now you've created a team for this expansion, a team for this expansion, and where does it Although stop? Although, how cool would that be, though, to have a server for every expansion? You but know, like. Then you're going to be mad because now you're capped at level 80. Well, then you've got things like, you know, what if you have a character already? You can't do transfers to that server, probably, unless they're under level 60. Or you get... Um, but you can't take ganked. items and stuff with you. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. What, one of my favorite memories of World of Warcraft, though, is when I started playing it, me and Joe started playing on a PvP server. So we were Horde, and we were outnumbered about 3 to 1. So when you were leveling... You got oh. ganked all the time. Mm. It was really tough, but it was part of the game. Mm-hmm. So you learned how to watch. Like, my camera zoomed out as far as it would go. Mm. I was always spinning it around. Like, I was always kind of on edge. But it taught me to be a better PvP player. I'm not going to say better player. I'm going to say better PvP player. Because if I was ready to be ganked, a lot of times it would be hilarious because if you were out in the wild and you could jump by three guys, you'd almost always take out one or two of them mm-hmm. before the third one got you. And sometimes a guy would try to jump you and you would just destroy him if he was one-on-one. And so there was a lot of fun. It was a different type of game than it is now. It was, you know, but before Battlegrounds, before they started adding all this stuff, it was really neat to see player-made wars in the world of Warcraft. And and that was something that's gone now. You know, because everything's instance. You sit in town and you queue up for a Battleground. You don't go out and fight people really anymore. Um, in Legion, there are world quests where you PvP, but even on a, on a PvE server like we are now, you go there and most people don't even fight each other. They just fight the guards and then right. they get their points and they leave. Well, I have to say, though, one of the best additions that they made to World of Warcraft is the ability to queue up or to sign up for something or so you don't have to go into, you know, general chat and say, I'm looking for somebody to run through. Right. Karazhan with me, please. Well, <laughs> convenience-wise, it's much better. And, and I struggle with it because I'm torn between wanting to have fun when I play and not having a ton of time anymore to, to dedicate to the game and wanting to get things done in a normal amount of time, but then also struggling with but I'm sick of always everything going into easy mode. And mm-hmm. I feel like lately games are just going like, you know, people don't have the attention spans anymore. We got to keep making it easier and easier. Otherwise, people are going to quit playing and we got to appeal to the masses. And I, so I'm starting to feel like every now and then a game like Dark Souls comes along and it just beats the crap out of you. <laughs> it doesn't care how hard it is. And people play it all the time. They're like, oh, this game is the worst. I can't get past the first boss. <laughs> cool. And Dark Souls doesn't care about that. They're like, you know, From Software's like, well, if you can't be the first guy, then don't play our game because... Too bad. Uh, I don't There's know. a part of me There's that, a fine line between exactly. being easy and being intuitive. And and so I like I liked I thought World of Warcraft was already an easy game when it first came out. But this isn't about easy, this is about convenient. And mm-hmm. so you're right. So now it's like if you want to go do an instance, like back in the day, if you want to do an instance, there weren't even summoning stones back then. <laughs> yeah, so you no had to run there. Yeah. So warlocks would actually get groups because you could summon people. Yeah. But warlocks in the original World of Warcraft had some uh 
uh, shards, and you only got soul shards if, when an enemy was dying, you had, like, a special move that was siphoning their soul out of them. So I used to have to do a thing before a raid. I would have a, one of my whole bags full of shards, mm-hmm. and I would have to go there and farm shards before a raid. <laughs> and so it's really annoying. I yeah. would never want to do that again. Yeah. Um, so there were, obviously there were bad things that had to be fixed, but I, all in all, I like that the project's happening. What I'm hoping Blizzard does is they have an official stance that this is against the rules. They send their cease and desist letter so that they get their, their, you know, they protect their property. We talked about And then this. these guys, and then they, but then they essentially don't go out of their way to pursue it. Ah, uh, it's kind of like, come on guys. You be know? like, well, you can't do that guys. And they walk away. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's what I'm hoping because it is something cool, and there's a part of me that really wants to check it out. I'd love to sure. make a character on the PvP servers that's launching um, the seventh, so that's in a couple days. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'd be neat to see. But you're right. Also, that's back in the day when getting to level sixty took I don't know months, if I remember correctly. When right. I was playing back then, it took me. I remember I was the first person in our guild to have two level sixties. And everyone thought it was nuts. And mm-hmm. everyone I talked to that was in the guild was like, holy crap, you have two 60s. How do you get two 60s? Yeah. When what happened was I got one guy to 45, my warlock, got sick of getting killed all the time by rogues because mm-hmm. rogues were just killing casters so bad. Yeah. Made a rogue. Ah. Leveled the rogue up to 45. Then I had rested experience on my warlock. Mm. Took the rested, leveled him up a couple levels, leveled up the rogue, yeah. and went back and forth. And so it was actually easier to level two guys. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. It's cool. And I hope that people enjoy it, and I hope that Blizzard doesn't try too hard to stop it. Okay. You know? Yeah. And that's it. I probably won't, because it's just... Eh. I mean, like I said, I have no nostalgia for the first iteration of, of World of Warcraft, so for me, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I might play it if you decide that you want to do it, well, and I we could make We it. could make a couple rogues, and then just go around ganking, ganking. people all the time. Shoot, step, step, and then Because rogues were really overpowered back then, and it was Shh, great. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, they're, they were. <laughs> they were fair. Everything was fair. Everything was fair. All right. Planet Coaster. Did you ever play that? Planet Coaster developer? No, I think Planet Coaster is the new one that just came out. Oh. I think so. But anyway, the people that made Planet Coaster. Planet Coaster developer Frontier Developments. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's what it is. Frontier Developments is suing Atari because apparently royalties from Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. They never got. So from 2004, so back in 04, 12 years ago, back to 04 again. That's a yeah. while So 04 was a, back in 04, they didn't get paid royalties or something. So it's interesting because I always love when I see an article about Atari because there's a lot of interesting history there. Obviously, everyone remembers Atari from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And 90s, I suppose, as they died in the 90s. So they went out of business. And then, I don't know when, I want to say it was maybe mid-2000s. A company called Infogrames or Infogrames. I don't remember how to pronounce it. It's like it's like Infogames, but with an R in there. So it's like Infogrames. It's really the stupidest name ever. But anyway, they thought it'd be a great marketing idea to buy the Atari name. So they went out there and they bought the rights to use the name Atari ah. and the logos and everything. I don't think that's a terrible idea because there's a no. ton of user base that recognizes that name. Yes. So when they became a publisher. They officially changed their name to Atari, and they were publishing games. And uh, so apparently they published this game and then hid the fact and altered documents so that Planet Coaster wouldn't get the right amount of, or that, uh, excuse me, Frontier Developments, who made Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, wouldn't get the right money. 
Right. Kotaku, the Kotaku article we're referencing says that Frontier claims that they received only 1.17 million in royalties, but allegedly sales figures for around $2.2 million. And they artificially deflated sales figures, and so they asked for a sales audit, and Atari drug their feet, and... Then they filed yeah. for bankruptcy in 2013. Yeah, so I wonder when they asked for that. But yeah, so Atari filed for bankruptcy in 2013. They might still be around. Bankruptcy isn't an end-all, be-all no, in business. No, it's one of those where you you declare bankruptcy. Yep. <laughs> well, I didn't say it. I declared it. <laughs> I declared it. Uh, we have. <laughs> they said that they've been denied their contractual right to audit by Atari, which... Clearly, Atari is not doesn't want them to audit it because I'm sure that they didn't pay them properly. No, you know, probably that, that's not. Pretty Which, much what happens there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That really stinks. You know, it does because I don't know. They probably don't have the money now. But it's cool to see that that company has made it has still stuck around and they're still developing what they seemingly like to do, which is roller, roller coaster coasters. games. <laughs> Um, and then my favorite part of this article, which you caught it too, mm-hmm. like the best comment I think I've ever read. Yes, the first comment on there was from somebody called Never Gonna Give You Up. Mm. And the comment was, this sounds like a story with a lot of ups and downs, a few twists and turns, but eventually going off the rails. <laughs> it's a little on the nose, but you know, so, it's pretty Well done. Well done, so, Never Gonna Give You Up. So we'll give a golf clap. Okay. So, but yeah, so you know, poor Frontier, uh, they're probably not going to get their money no. from Atari. Atari, just give them their money. It's your problem. <laughs> okay, so here's something funny. I love this story. CNN, or a show on CNN, mm-hmm. was doing a segment on Russian hacking. Right. And they had a little clip they showed, mm-hmm. but the clip was actually a computer terminal from the game Fallout. (laughs) (laughs) So, in a video from December 30th, CNN used footage from Fallout's hacking minigame as B-roll to illustrate reports of a recent real-life hack committed by the Russian government. Yeah, so... (laughs) So, this is so lazy and stupid, it's hilarious to me. But what this tells me is that there's some dude who's doing the editing. Because if you scroll down, like, like... You know, here's what it would look like. So on the screen, it was like, it was probably on the screen only for like three seconds. You know, they were just showing that. They were probably showing a bunch of clips of computer screens. And And like some nerd was watching. Command prompts and stuff, you know. And somebody's like, hold a second. Wait a second. Let me. And and as it's scrolling, you see like the four squares that that indicate how many tries you have left to hack the terminal. Because if you hadn't shown that, someone might have been like, I bet you that's from Fallout. But... Then they wouldn't have any proof, You could have made some gibberish and it wouldn't have mattered. Right. But you know for a fact that that's fallen off. <laughs> Definitely. So all it is is imagine, you know, like, like you're looking at the computer screen and then you tilt the screen almost halfway away from you. So it's got that, like, angled, like you're looking down the screen from the side mm-hmm. kind of. That's the angle. And it was scrolling up and down just really quickly. They'd be like, look, it's computer hacking. It's Ooh, numbers and digits. It's, and it's green, so it looks yeah. like real technical. So <laughs> It's from the Matrix. So, yes, exactly. <laughs> so people that, I don't know, so, so people who work there think this is okay. But that was put there because there's honestly people who would be watching the news who would think that that's what hacking is like. Like, if you look at it, it's got a whole bunch of weird symbols and stuff. Right. Like, like, I mean, I guess you could open up your command prompt on your computer and type in a bunch of stuff, and people would think you're, like, a wizard or something nowadays right. compared to how Windows works with everything, essentially. Right, like, when you, before, before 
you know, Windows 98, whenever, well, maybe I'm even thinking Windows 98, you know, you'd have to put in a disk and, you know, run it from your command prompt. Mm -hmm. Like, you, it just didn't automatically play. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but it was funny, and, you know, honestly, I think whoever did the imaging or the, the B-roll, as they called it, probably knew this was from Fallout. I'm yeah, guessing. You'd have to guess. You'd have to Unless, think somebody knew, and they wanted to just kind of sneak it in there to just see what would happen. Except some, or, or some lazy person just looked up, like, hacking images well, on, like... let's try it. Let's see like, what like, we'll like on Google. Like, Google. Someone just looked up, like, hacking picture, and then <laughs> that was one of the first one. Hacking. Computer hacking, and then look up images, yeah, and then go to images. Then we're gonna go to images. Well, now you type that into Google, so here comes the NSA to our house tomorrow. What? No. Yep, now they're going to. So the first, okay, when you when you type in computer hacking, well, it is down there. I already saw it. No. Down a little bit further right there. Oh my gosh, it is. So, but it says follow for. Yeah, so that's, well, they might have used that one, because they might have zoomed in on it. That only has three tries, but. So anyway, so yeah, so you look up computer hacking, and it's like, everything you see is like, a bunch of Matrix-type things. Uh, and then, like, of course, a dude in a ski mask behind a computer, which is just stupid. Yeah, of stupid. course, because that's how it works. And, um, this is all stupid to me. Well, here, here it is. Yeah. Here it is. Oh, no, that's from the article. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, anyway, how ridiculous can you be? It's so stupid. That's lazy to me. That's really lazy. But it's funny. It's lazy or it's hilarious. It's, it's somebody, like, either who just didn't know and didn't understand what they were looking at and didn't do their due diligence and mm -hmm. do go to this website and see what website this is from to know if this is really computer hacking or it was somebody just, you know, in the in the editing room that was yeah, well, trying to have a little fun. There's other there's other instances of this happening. Like there was a BBC report where one time where they were trying to talk about the UN and they actually put the USNC logo from Halo on there instead of the UN <laughs> logo. And then there was another one like they've talked about like child soldiers and they've used like references to Metal Gear and stuff like oh, that. Dear. Always childhood. So there's always some weird stuff like that. So you have to wonder if it's either laziness or it's on purpose. And if it's on purpose, it's funny. If it's lazy, it's sad, I guess. <laughs> but there but you go. Great. But how if great is somebody that? somebody saw it and thought, all right, I can, I can make this funny. Yeah. Okay, our last article mm -hmm. is that Steam announced its best sellers of 2016. And it looks like... Yes, yeah, so they did a top 100 list. Yes. Basically, they put them on sale, and these are the top 12. So if you scroll up in the picture, oh, those are the are. top 12, yeah. So it looks and like... And they, they put these in no particular order, because they didn't want to have, like, a 1 through 12. Mm -hmm. They just said, these are the top 12 of the year. Right, so it looks like The Division, XCOM 2, No Man's, no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Wow. <laughs> uh, what is that, Dota 2? Dota 2, which is interesting, because that's a free-to-play game. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5. Yep, GTA Five. Yep, Fallout Four. Deservingly so. Rocket League. Rocket League. Nice. Up there. That's a big deal. Yep. Uh, CS:GO. Yep, Counter Strike. Yep. Okay. Uh, Civilization Six. Six. Warhammer. Witcher. Witcher Three. Witcher Three. Yep. And Dark Souls Three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow, that's a pretty good list. You yeah. played a lot of these. I've played. I've played a good chunk of those actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know. Um, Nothing here really surprised. I guess Division kind of surprised me because that game had kind of a rocky launch. It's an online only game. XCOM also kind of surprised me because it's. I thought it was more of a niche game, but it's. I mean, it's an awesome game, but I didn't think that many people played it. But that's great. Uh, but obviously, the big stunner is No Man's Sky. Because a lot of people bought it, but a lot of people did buy it, and that's really <laughs> the, the sad part. Here is 
a lot of the metrics, if you look at top-selling games, No Man's Sky is going to be right at the top of the list. But then when you start looking at metrics like how many congruent users there are... Mm-hmm. Right, you showed me that graph. Yeah, you watch it just... After like a week or two, it just plummets. Mm-hmm. So basically people bought it, got bamboozled, in their opinion, <laughs> and then they stopped playing it. I've played Fallout 4. I haven't played Rocket League. I've watched you play Rocket League. I play a lot of Rocket League. I watched you play Witcher 3 and Dark Souls. And mm-hmm. I have to say, out of all of those, I thought, in terms of storyline, Fallout 4 and Witcher are very good, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Witcher is good because it's more that high fantasy, sort of, with um, absolutely everything. And then Fallout 4 is really good because it's more of a science fiction storyline, Fallout all that junk. Dark Souls just look difficult, so. <laughs> yeah, Dark Souls, Dark Souls has a really neat story, but they don't, they tell it to you in a very non-traditional way. Mm-hmm. So it's a very strange game because you, um, you have to, you, you discover as much of the story as you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's see. So, you know, I look at this list. Here's another interesting thing I find too. So if you look at games like the one, there's no Call of Duty on this list. Mm-hmm. There's no Battlefield on this list. No. Well, Battlefield, I think, is because you can't get Battlefield through Steam, actually, now that I think of it. There's you have to buy that. You have to buy it through Origin. I think oh. EA, you have to do, too. Any any games made by EA, you have to go through their Origin service. Oh. So they're not on Steam. So I guess maybe Battlefield would have been up here. But I also look at the type of games they are. So XCOM 2, Total War Warhammer, and Civilization VI are all strategy games. Ah. Like where you control armies or tactical-type games. Sure. Um, obviously, Fallout 4 is Fallout. GTA is GTA. They're kind of, not role-playing, but kind of, you know, RPG, sort of. Yeah. Um, They're storylines. So, and... if you look at it, so Fallout, Witcher, and Dark Souls are essentially our RPGs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, like, I mean, the only first-person shooter here is Counter-Strike, which makes a lot of money based off of, like, I think you buy weapon skins and stuff, and I don't know, it's weird. I don't know, I've um, never but, played But apparently that. this is not based on how many copies they've sold, but how much revenue they've generated. Oh. So GTA V, now that did sell a ton, but that also made a bunch of money because they had microtransactions and stuff too. Oh, so right, in this Polygon article that we're referencing, Dota 2, being free-to-play, sold $20 million worth of content. Yeah. Wow! That's crazy to me. That's absolutely crazy to me. Do you think that some of that is because people are like, well, I didn't have to pay for it, so I could technically throw 20 bucks at this and still be making bank There's a little bit to say about that. One of my favorite free-to-play games is Smite, um, which is very similar to Heroes of the Storm, except it's a different view. You're third person behind the guy. And I like that game quite a bit, and that game was free, but you can pay 20 bucks to unlock, like, all the heroes. Uh... Or you could when I played. It might be more expensive now. But that was, I bought it, like, right away, because I was like, you know what? This game is great. These guys worked really hard on it. I don't mind, you know, buying it. I think it's great. Um, so I, I'm curious to know total number of copies because here's the thing about No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky doesn't have any microtransactions, no expansion packs or anything like that. Yeah. No, no. I don't think there's a season pass for it. So that game is straight sold copies of the game. Mm-hmm. As opposed to these other ones all have some sort of, you know, Fallout 4 has a season pass. You can buy add-ons. That's do- it. Yeah, th- which I actually have. I just haven't played any of the content. So I should do that sometime. Oh, yeah, and you Dark should Souls. help me and get past. You should get me past that one part. I can't get past. Like the first ten minutes of the game. Shut up, it was not. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's tough. You got Actually, I will admit, Fallout 4, the beginning of that game, is harder than the middle and the end. Because you don't have any weapons, you don't have any ammo, and you kind of st- don't 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 look at me like that. I, I'm sorry, you're not. You don't suck at Fallout. 
I do suck at follow-up, but that's for me to oh, say. Okay. That's so, Jen's right. responsibility. You're right. I was way out. I was way out. Of line. <laughs> I was way out. Of line. Um, no. Um. <laughs> right. I I would really like to see some of that season pass stuff for follow and for Witcher even. The, the, yes, and the Witcher. I actually have the Wild Hunt Game of the Year edition, which I could load up and then play the rest of the content because the the Blood and Wine expansion. You've been is, holding out on me and Witcher. I haven't. But we've been playing World of Warcraft. We haven't been playing anything else except World of Warcraft. And? Well, Final Fantasy XV. Mm. Final Fantasy meh teen. Yeah, but that's because you keep doing all these side quests and not doing yeah. any of the storyline. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll I get to see the story. We'll, we'll get to my games of the year coming up. All right. So um, that is what Steam says is their top sellers of 2016. Yeah, so, so a lot of interesting stuff. And some other stuff that made the top 100... Are some games, I guess, like Stardew Valley, which ah. is a really cute little indie title. That's what I kind of wanted to comment on here, too. There so it is. look at That's this. gold, whereas these were the top 12 are platinum. Next 12 are gold. Next, silver. Next 20 bronze. or silver. Okay. So Ooh. go back up to the gold ones real quick because. So look at this list. Part of what I like here is that game in the top left. That's Ark. Right below that is Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Those are all games. Those are indie games. Maybe oh, very nice. decently small teams. That's pretty cool. Oh, there's the Call of Duty. Okay. See, so there Call of Duty is. made the top 24. Um, Doom, Doom, like this H1Z1, that, that game I don't like, it's, it's not good. Um, Is that Rainbow Six Siege? Rainbow Six Siege, that's another AAA game. Like, that's it's, it's neat, daylight. it's neat to see that AAA games and these indie games by small teams are making the same amount of money. Yeah, that it's is pretty really cool. nice, especially something like Stardew Valley, which is just cute. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. When that goes multiplayer, we're gonna play the crap out of that. Yeah. You I'm can do all the I farming. it was supposed to be like... And I can do all the fighting. Okay, yeah. I, deal. Yeah. Deal. Boom. And then, like, a game like Team Fortress 2, that game's, like, 10 years old, and it's free-to-play as well. And so somehow that, this year alone... Nice! Now, that game is basically what Blizzard copied when they made Overwatch. Gulp. So they copied this game, and Overwatch was huge, but apparently Team Fortress is still kicking, though. So good for them. It looks kind of like, um, Team America. They have, it's, it's got a very unique art style. Now look at Planet Coasters up there hey, from our previous story. Hey, look at that. Look, they're not hurting. They're silver. They're silver. Uh, Civilization tier. 5, Far Cry There's the Primal. Smite game I was talking about. There it is. Yep. Rust. So, so anyway, it, it's just kind of a cool way to look at some of the best selling games of the year, yeah. but not necessarily ones based on total copies sold, because name recognition always sells games, so like... A Call of Duty game is always going to sell a certain amount of copies because it's Call of Duty. So it's neat to see the little guys getting a lot of respect. So. Yeah, and that's really good that they that they do it like this. Yeah. So well done. Even Steam. a game like even if you scroll down a little bit more, even a game like Undertale, keep going a little bit more. Uh, a little bit there more. it is. There's, it's only ten bucks. Yeah. And there's no DLC or anything, and that somehow sold just as much as Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> On the PC. Wow. That's pretty crazy. You know, that game, Metal Gear Solid Five, probably took a couple hundred million dollars with advertising and everything to make. Undertale probably took the guy a couple years and, like, no money at all. Wow. So, yeah. yeah but anyway, so right. so moving on then, I want to do a little bit of a, I guess, a year in review more than anything. Like, what I was playing kind of all year long, what really left a good impression on me, what might have left a bad impression on me, and so on and so forth. So, going to you first. Yes. What's your thought in the last year of games? Because you didn't really play a lot, but you kind of watched me play. So what... Was there anything that kind of stuck out to you game-wise this year? When was Batman? That was last year. Because ah, you remember you and Kim were watching me play that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my gosh. That was And that was the same year as Witcher. And then Metal Gear was right after that. Right. That was, and then Fallout was after that. That I, last year... Uh, not, I'm sorry, 2015 mm-hmm. was an amazing summer to fall lineup for me. 
We went right. We went Batman into Fallout. And if actually, if I back that up a little bit more, I want to say dimensions. I want to say it was Bloodborne for PS4, then Dark Souls Two, then I rolled into um, uh, Batman, then I rolled into Witcher, then I rolled into Metal Gear, then I rolled into Fallout. Because I remember. I think the Batman game was the first game I watched you play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Oh, there's Firewatch. Remember, I played that too. Yeah. I. Uh, oh, what was that? Um, her story. No, not her story. But that that was a good one. A good kind of one-off game. Um, the one that had the cheerleader in it. The the. Oh, until dawn. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was this year or last year technically. I mean, so yeah, that I... that was 2016. So okay, so that stood out to you. Um, just kind of forgot all about that one. Well, <laughs> I remembered. <laughs> I guess, I mean, can I use this as kind of a cheat sheet Sure, sure. Although that's only really PC games. So here's what I remember. Because I was going to look through this and like try to go through my game library and be like, oh, what games came out? What was so good? And then I thought to myself, no, let's just kind of roll off a of memory. So the first one I remember coming out, like the big one for me, was Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. And I want to say they came out in March, I want to say. And then after Dark Souls 3, remember because Mike came up for that weekend yeah, and he jammed? Mm-hmm. And then from Dark Souls 3, we rolled into Uncharted 4. That's Uncharted 4 yes. was great. So that, that was, was in April. So good. That was a good ride. That that was a lot of fun. And then I don't know when we played it because I don't remember when it came out, but then we played Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. That was very good. Yeah. Um, and then I remember in the summer then we picked up World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. which unfortunately means you don't play anything else because it takes up so much of your time. It does. It just takes up so much time. Uh, so, but World of Warcraft Legion, the new expansion, best expansion they've ever done. It's very um, good. Blizzard is at the top of their game right now with what keeps people going and keeps people playing. Um, it, you still run out of stuff to do and it still gets boring when you get to the end. But it took me as a as a I was playing pretty hardcore. There. I mean, I was, we were yeah. playing almost every day there for a while to level up. I mean, it took me from level hundred on when I was playing on my own with Mike. I was playing, you know, I was playing probably twenty thirty hours a week, and that was you know it still took me months to max out. So that was good. I like that. Um, and then I took a little bit of a break to play Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. Um, Mankind Divided, I think it's called. I don't know. Uh, whatever the subtitle is, that was really good. Um. Yeah, mankind divided. Yep. I didn't watch you play one minute of that. I don't. No, think. you play. You watched play the very, very beginning. I watched the intro. Uh, and then um, I guess we kind of rolled for because we, we've been playing WoW. Really, is the biggest probably the, our biggest one of the year. But then I started playing Final Fantasy fifteen. Yes. So that was really the big one that was that pulled me back out of WoW because I was just playing WoW all the time. And fifteen. Okay, so if you guys remember fifteen in the beginning, I was like. I don't really like it. And I was kind of, I don't think it's worth it. Don't spend the 60 bucks on it. Then I got into it more. And I really started enjoying it. Which game is this? Final Fantasy 15. Oh, I was like, 15? What game is that? I don't yeah. remember you talking about that. <laughs> it's Final Fantasy 15. Okay. Woo. So so then I got into it, though, and I got in a groove, and I put probably about 30-some hours into it, and I was really enjoying it. And then I hit a brick wall again. And I need to do some of the main story to get through the game. But... Yeah, I forgot Seven about that. Seven Days to Die. Seven Days to Die we is another great one. played that a lot, um, too. Yeah, me and Joe played that. We played Don't Starve Together, which I don't know if it came out, came out last year, but it was I played it last oh, year. Oh, that's so. that one that was a really cool animation. Yeah, like It feels very, like, style. Adam's Family mm-hmm. kind of steampunky. I really enjoyed watching you guys play that. Yep, that was good. There's um, nothing like the 
the smell of four boys in the same room all <laughs> playing the same game in a hot computer-filled room. Was it only three of us? No, because Jerry came later. Oh, okay. Yeah, that it got a little sweaty in the basement. But I got I watched TV upstairs because <laughs> I was like, there's too much testosterone. And <laughs> nice. then I just made you guys dinner anyway. So. Yeah, and it was great. They did. They did wolf that down. It was good. Quinoa bake. Um, but yeah. So so that was kind of my. I don't want to say like a re- year in review. And I really hate like my best games of the year. And I hate what it almost said, sounded like you're gonna say a rear in review. But I didn't say that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Your butt. Yep. So wiggle wiggle. Um, you know I don't really. I'm not a fan of like. My top ten games of the year. Whoa. Top ten worst games of the year. I'm from BuzzFeed. Whoa. Click on my links, please. No. It's just clickbait. Ah. <laughs> However, there is some cool stuff that I want to talk about. And I think those are all great games. I, I think it was a good year in gaming. But if I have to reflect, I have to say 2015 was probably better. Yeah. It's probably in terms better. of the types of games that I enjoy watching and you enjoy playing. Right. Um, but, I, but, you know, with Legion, Uncharted 4, Dark Souls 3... I mean, those are three monsters. Right Uncharted there. Four was fantastic. Yeah, Uncharted Four was pretty was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I think I might play that. We're gonna play Last of Us pretty soon. You should play through Uncharted Four; it'd be great. But we're gonna play Last of Us pretty soon because you need to. I do. I really want to. You need to, watch you need to that. get in on that. Um, I also want to play. Terraria. Oh, we played. Well, I played No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah, you did. You did play No Man's <laughs> so Sky. So I guess if we're gonna talk about games that weren't impressive, No Man's Sky is pretty Yay. high in that list. Um, I'm looking through my game collection real quick just to see if, see if there's anything else I forgot. Um, played Madden. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of Madden simulating for uh, for the radio show. <laughs> oh, I also I looked up the stats on that today. Mm-hmm. Me and the Madden simulation are twelve and four this season. We guessed twelve no of the way. twelve of the sixteen games we guessed properly. Not the exact score, but we right, picked but the winner. The winner? Or loser. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, you know, not to toot my own horn, but uh. Toot. Beep, beep. Um, beep, 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 beep. Um, so, yeah, Until Dawn, that was a great ride. I bought the PlayStation VR. You know, I forgot about that, so yeah. I bought the PlayStation VR. That was very underwhelming as to me. As scary as that simulation was <laughs> with the zombie or whatnot, I kind of wanted... What game was that? That was essentially the demo for the new Resident Evil, which comes out in, like, two or three weeks. It looks really... It looks terrifying. Yeah, which you can play the new game all in VR if you want. I, you know, it feels like you should. I kind of, I kind of want to, because I have a weird thing with, um, scary games. So I remember when the, when Dead Space was coming out and Dead Space 2 on PS3 and I was like, these are really scary games and I'd play them. I was so tense playing them. My back started to hurt. Oh no. And I was uncomfortable playing. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to play this. I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And sometime between then, I think it was Until Dawn helped and some, somewhere in between, I finally kind of realized that there's something really neat about the adrenaline rush mm. and the heart pumping that happens when you're scared. And, and we so, had all the lights off when you played Until Dawn. Yeah, and so I kind of want to uh, I kind of want to play Resident Evil with the VR. So I'm th- cuz I've been thinking about selling my VR headset. Are you? you just... I thought about it. Okay. Well, technically right now they're worth more than they were when I bought it. Oh no. Because there's a shortage <laughs> of them, so I can take it to the store and sell it for exact retail and get my money oh, back. Yeah, that's true. But I kind of want to play Resident Evil with it. So I might do that, and we'll see what happens. But um, as far as any retro games, I don't think I really played much retro stuff this year. You're still trying to bang out South Park. You need to get I know, on that. I know. 
You you really need to get on that, especially since we've been watching so much South Park oh lately. My God, I know. Really got that's it. the problem. We got we got a Hulu subscription because we got rid of cable. That's true. We finally dished the dish because satellite dish is worse than cable, actually. And I have been watching so much South Park, <laughs> and it's incredible how much they have in their library of episodes. And All we the find, way back. Yeah. I mean... And we finally watched the Make Love Not Warcraft episode. Yes. Which oh is my just God. It's just so great. much funnier now than when I originally watched it. <laughs> it's so good. Because I couldn't remember actually watching it. Like, I remember that I had, but I don't didn't remember any of the details of it. And it was just so much funnier now. I just remembered another game, uh, Monster Hunter 4. Oh, yeah. Monster Hunter 4 Ult... Or, uh, is that right? 4 Ultimate? Is that the new... Yeah, 4 Ultimate. No, no, Monster Hunter Generations. Monster Hunter Generations is the new one. What about that one that you played That's what that I was Chinese or whatever? Oh, so that was Monster Hunter Online? That was this year, too? Yeah. So, All right, so there you go. That's the that's 2016 review. That, that's, like, that's like Greg's gaming, you know, review You're and welcome. Stuff. Um, and so, and then lastly, the only thing I want to mention, too, is coming up here in a couple weeks... Um, my friend, uh, Nate is doing a Tecmo Super Bowl tournament oh, that's Nate. in Green Bay. So it's be pretty cool. It's not that Nate. It's oh. different, Nate. <laughs> different Nate. Well, I'm so excited for a Nate. Yeah. So, but it's really cool. It's, uh, it's called the Tundra Bowl. Tundra Bowl. And it's coming up in a couple weeks and there's an online registration. Um, I'll put some links, uh, with the video here when I upload it. But really what you want to do is go to the Game Trade Facebook page. We shared it recently, and we boosted it so everyone could kind of see it. And we're just trying to help out because we think it's such a cool thing because, like, they're yeah. literally playing the old 90s Tecmo Super Bowl, and there's a trophy, and, like, you win money, and you get T-shirts, and we are the official sponsor of that at Game Trade. Ooh. So I, I partnered with Nate on that because he's a good guy trying to do a good thing. That's and, Jill's brother. No, that's a different Nathan. God. There's so many Nathans. Oh, my God. You know, so many Nathans. I uh, do. But in any case, uh, as always... It's, it's good to be back. This was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully you guys are still listening after a couple <laughs> weeks. We didn't go anywhere. You know, we really did miss doing this. Um, the, two weeks... real, the real Nate's probably really sad right now because I don't remember which yeah. Nate he is. I don't think you've ever met him, actually. Okay, so. good. Then I don't feel no, so bad. No, no. Um, I actually used to work with him at GameStop many, many years ago. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't feel and, so bad. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. But he's but he's good people and he's doing great things. Um, and it's a lot of fun. So if you guys get a chance, check it out. I think it'll be really cool. As always... Um, Please feel free to email us questions or, or message us on Twitter. I'm at uh, Game Trade Greg with two G's at the end. Game Talk Jen. You're at Game Talk Jen. That's and, on uh, Twitter, and that's also my Gmail. Yeah. So we should just like tweet some stuff out sometimes. I do. I don't know what you've been doing. I do. Well, I excuse me. I have 82 followers because what? I'm kind of a big deal on the radio. I don't How know. How many if you know do I have? Oh, that made me dizzy doing that. Uh, Move. <laughs> But yeah, so we always appreciate everybody, and we hope everyone's having a good New Year so far. Um, all things nice. Four followers. Four followers, nice. and I that's didn't even impressive. try. No, and that's with not even trying. They're probably all busty young ladies. They are not. One Let's of them. Look. One of them is DJ K and my brother. Oh, okay. And my friend Dan, and then Public Alchemy Gaming. Cool. I am also not followed by many busty young la- uh, lasses. It's all good. I guess if they push their pecs together, they could be busty young men. I could, uh, I could, you know, get a picture, make some people very confused, <laughs> mashing these things together. <laughs> but anywho, um, anyway, we appreciate you guys. Uh, everyone, have a great New Year, and we'll be back in a week, and we'll chat with you some more. Bye. 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 Bye.